There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hey everybody, it's Josh and Jilly. Gotta tell you about Dr. Busby, toegrips.com. That is toegrips.com, and of course, Dr. Busby is the coolest because Dr. Busby has the great website, toegrips.com, where you can get toe grips for your dogs, and you can get the Encore Mobility Supplement for your dogs, and you can get the do-it-yourself nail trimming for the dogs, and it is a great blog that is important to note. The blog is spectacular. Anything you need to know related to your dogs, they'll have it for you, and Jilly knows because not only does she read it virtually every day, she's pretty much the inspiration for at least half of the stories on there. Not half. Uh, more than half then. More than 75% no. of the stories are inspired by Jilly and uh, her neuroses over the dog. It's not true. It, I think it's partially true at least. Uh, but toegrips.com is where you need to check out. Uh, if you buy anything, the toe grips are great for dogs that have a hard time getting around on wood floors because they're getting older. Maybe they're dealing with an injury. But uh, they've also got that Encore Mobility Supplement that Luther takes every day and it helps him get around. That's why when he's damn near 10 and a half years old over here, he can go to daycare now for the second day in a row and go for six, seven hours and play and run around and hop and bop. Like, you would not know this dog is 10. He People, carry- every time I tell somebody he's 10, they're shocked. They're like, oh, he must be a puppy, right? Is that a puppy? Oh, no, that's not a puppy, Chief. That's big LVD, and he's an old-ass man. He crushes. So go to toegrips.com. That is toegrips.com. Promo code is Luther to save 10% on any purchase. It is toegrips.com, and read the blog, and you won't have to deal with crappy ads either. Toegrips.com. This is the Josh Innes Show. Howdy, everybody. Welcome in. It's Josh and Chili. How are you, Jilly? Good. It's Friday. It is certainly Friday. We got shit tons of stuff to do. I'm excited. Big plan to watch this this true crime doc and drink wine tonight. We are drinking wine tonight. How basic of us. We are the most basic white bitches you're ever going to find. We're drinking wine. It is a wine Friday. And watching true crime. Friday wine day. Just got a follow from Past the Gravy. That's our boy. That's our dudes over there. Hey, Alex, what's going on, bro ham? Uh, if you want to give him a follow, his podcast, he's funny too. Alex works with um, Rod with Ryan. Rod Ryan, my friend who did email me back that time. That's true. So we're best we were friends. Nervous there for a but second. he did email me back. And, you know, look, I'm not trying to say I'm big shit. But what I will say is I've gotten a response email from Rod Ryan when I asked a question. And Bobby Bones crept into my DMs one time. And Angelo did say he would come on this podcast. So those are, those are three pretty big names. Those are radio icons responding to little old me but uh, uh alex does a good job he does this thing every morning on on um on uh, twitter where he does this like bro voice like what's up bros like he's mocking like hard on dudes like rise and grind bros and he does like a whole like inspirational like 30 40 second little spiel and uh, i laugh my ass off at it every morning i'm tickled by it so i laugh at it but anyway you guys should go give them a follow on the uh, here on uh on uh, Twitch and everywhere else they have their podcast. Uh, but uh, they're fun. They're fun. That's uh, Alex and everybody with Rod Ryan. Now, today is a very big day. we got lots to do. We're going to drink wine later on tonight and watch True Crime. we got this. What was the one? 
It's like the girl in the picture or something. I don't want to watch too much of the trailer because I don't want it to be spoiled. Like, trailers now are the worst. You watch, like, these three-minute trailers, and it gives you everything. It, like, gives away all the stuff. It sucks. We were talking today about how it's the 17th anniversary of Wedding Crashers, which to me is Mount Rushmore of 2000s comedy, right? And if you look at, like, 2005 to 2010, it was, like, the like the apex of funny shit before, like, woke culture took over and nothing was funny anymore. But I was talking with Battle about this. We were looking for movies that we thought were funny, like in the last five or six years. And somebody brought up uh, uh, Good Boys, which was was supposed to be kind of like this, like preteen super bad. And I was excited. I said, yes, preteen super bad. I'm here for that. And then you watch the trailer and you're like, this shit's going to be good. Problem is the fucking trailer is four minutes long and every funny scene, literally, there was not one scene in the actual movie that was good. That was not in the actual trailer. The trailer had everything, so you don't want to spoil it. Netflix has these old school 1960s type trailers where like they're seven minutes long. You ever seen an old school movie trailer? Like, go look up the Alfred Hitchcock trailer for Psycho. The trailer for this is literally Alfred Hitchcock walking on the set of Psycho explaining the entire movie. It's like eight minutes. Like, it's in black and white, Alfred Hitchcock's at the Bates Motel, then he's in the Bates house, and he explains the whole movie in, like, six minutes. One, I would not want to see this movie if I saw this trailer, because it made it seem like the most boring movie ever, and two, it told you the whole fucking movie. Well, that's the problem with trailers. So this one, I did not watch the trailer. I do know it's from the same people who did the uh, Abducted in Plain Sight documentary a few years ago, which was really fucked up. That's the one where, like, the neighbor abducted their teenage daughter, like, twice. And the dude was and the like, dude's like blowing the neighbor and shit. Like, it's like that, that one took a turn. Like yeah. the dude's like, oh, we couldn't find our daughter. So I was in the car with the neighbor. I blew him. <laughs> yeah. Like what yeah. the fuck? So this one is described. Um, Netflix documentary leaves users horrified. Quote, the most frightening thing I've ever seen. So there's that. So that's what we're watching tonight. Then I'm going to get roped in to more D.B. Cooper shit. Cause there's yeah. a new D.B. Cooper documentary. That and I'm going to watch angry. all four episodes, five episodes of it. And We're after not gonna, it, not going to know who D.B. Cooper is. Nope. And I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to yell at the TV. This is bullshit. So uh, that's what we're doing tonight. Uh, but there's a lot going on in the world. Apparently there was a, an emu that was loose in the streets of Houston today. I love Houston so much. The Houston rules. So this was in the Greenspoint area of Houston. Um, and um, there was an, well, this lady thought it was an ostrich. It turns out it was an emu. Lemu. Do y'all see this ostrich? Somebody done lost a ostrich. Uh-oh, he taking off running. He he moving now. He moving. What on earth? Who in the world? What the? Are you? What the? <laughs> what on earth? Y'all, that is crazy to me. I okay. just love I love the start of this, which is just somebody done lost they ostrich. Y'all see this ostrich? Somebody done lost they ostrich. Uh-oh, he taking off running. <laughs> and the best is like the cop cars following this this emu. It's like a slow-mo, it's like a slow-mo chase. It was like the OJ tra- chase. It's fantastic. It's a slow motion chase where there's like four cop cars trailing behind this emu in the streets of of Houston, and it's around Greenspoint, which means some motherfucker has a whole backyard full of exotic animals. Yeah, that that emu is not just hanging out by himself. (laughs) That means that, like, that emu got out, and this motherfucker in his house, he's got tigers. He's got, like, chinchillas. Snakes, for sure. He's got, like, giant-ass snakes, like an elephant. There's some motherfucker that's got, like, is all knee-deep 
in the exotic animal trade world in in what is that north that's north houston right yep. in north houston shit's going down now i've got some thoughts though or limu the emu just went rogue he was saying, i'm done with this shit i'm tired like, fuck you I'm tired doug. of this shit i'm out doug i've had enough here's an interesting I want thing equal pay do it doug i'm tired of the white man getting everything Fuck you, you Doug. Know, I carry this shit. You know Doug makes more in those commercials than Lemu does. Well, we don't know that the Lemu, she said it was a man. What if it was a lady? There's no doubt that a lady emu makes less money than an adult male man, a white man at that. But I was thinking about this uh, when I was watching this is I saw the news story and the news story directly quoted the woman. And if you hear the beginning again. Can y'all see this ostrich? Somebody that lost their ostrich. Uh-oh, he Somebody done lost their ostrich. Of course, what she means to say is somebody lost their ostrich, right? But she said somebody done lost their ostrich. So the news quotes her directly. So the lead in the story says, emu on the loose, quote, somebody done lost their ostrich. They know how and to get clicks. They do, But here's the thing, and this kind of goes to what, what M.W. Solgrove is saying in the chat here. This video has leprechaun in the tree vibes. Like, there is a time where I think the news shouldn't directly quote this woman because it feels borderline racist to like directly quote someone saying somebody done lost they ostrich because you know what you're doing there i'm not comfortable with that i'm uncomfortable with that well, so. fantastic audio though um Yes, it is. And that was uh, uh, what's going on in Houston today. And, of course, the Texans, uh, they've settled with these women. 30. They, yeah, now, here's the thing. I'm 30. on there. First of all, I think it's garbage. I think it's totally, like, it's junk that the Texans somehow got roped into this. Like, somehow this dude's a serial predator jerking off on all these women, allegedly. Well, they apparently enabled him. But, like, the idea that they were an enabler is ridiculous. It's like the news and everybody else refuses to like just sit back and event and just and like put responsibility on somebody. It's got to be oh well, it's the Texans. The Texans enabled it. No, motherfucker's got mental problems. He's a predator and he's beating off on women. He's like stalking them on social media yeah. and then finding them. But the people Texans, have no experience as a fucking masseuse, Texans, and he hires them and jerks off on them. The Texans gave him the the hotel room to do it and the massage tables to do the it. The Texans did not know he was jerking off on women. They did not know that he was doing a cum by being talking. touched on the on the leg. They apparently allegedly knew he was DMing 20, 30 massage But it's therapists. not really their responsibility to know what a guy he does in his own time. For, for non-disclosure agreements from them, something was going on. But I don't, but like maybe it was just like, and that's not uncommon, friend, as a celebrity, I know these things. But you need 30 massages. No, and I'm, I'm assuming they all said, yeah, there's something fucked up about this. Yeah, when the it's team something has... weird, but they can't assume the worst, which is he's a fucking predator. Just like those assholes that live next door to like Ed Gein or, or Dahmer, they all say he was kind of fucking weird, but we didn't know that he was fucking chopping people up and eating them. Well, no one else on the team needed to have a private hotel room for because massage. he's a fuck we know he's a fuck we yes. get that but like the idea that people are going to sit back and go well you know the texans the texans have zero responsibility in this shit but they stepped up and paid this shit off just to get it over with which is a smart move it probably cost them a couple million bucks whatever it is they pay it off they move on but the idea that people refuse to just put responsibility on the fucking dude who's the one jerking off on all the ladies and air coming like at some point you got to put responsibility on this fucking guy he's, well, he's the monster in this right Yes, but I do believe that, you know, from reading the accounts that the Texans did not help the situation. Again, it's a little shady. Again, when you're a football team and you have a contract with a regular massage place. Yeah. Yet your quarterback wants to have 30 girls over to a fucking suite in a very expensive hotel. 
and asked you for a massage But table. let's say he goes to you and he's like, listen, I try to do this stuff in private because I'm a celebrity. I need to sign the NDAs because I don't want them talking about me. That's probably pretty common. But one of the stories said that like one woman like actually went to the Texans and said, hey, heads up, this is happening. And then they still kept giving him the uh, the requested. I'm not saying that there's not some level of like, hey, what the fuck were you doing in the Texans? What if a woman goes to you and says, hey, your quarterback did this, and you're just like, eh, let's have more girls come over? Then yeah, you're kind of responsible. Yeah. If you don't look into that, I just I think the problem here. If you provide NDAs after like a woman has told you, hey, your quarterback's like coming on people. And my, you're like, ah, it's fine. Let's get him in his own, uh, his own suite. My problem still remains that I think a lot of news outlets and a lot of analysts and media people don't want to put any blame on this dude. They're looking for anyone else to blame. Everybody's always looking for some deep-seated social reason why someone's a dickhead. Maybe he's just a piece of shit. And maybe there was some level of enabling from the team because guess what? Celebrities get some level of enabling from their teams well, or their, and at their that teams. Point, I you mean, know. at that point, they were trying very hard to keep Deshaun happy. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> um, so obviously they wanted to keep he him He was happy. Obviously that wasn't enough because His he left anyway. was happy, yeah. Yes, but yeah. Now, speaking of PPs, all right, today is a significant anniversary so there's a guy by the name of Robert Wadlow, or Wadlow, I think it's Wadlow. Robert Wadlow died on this day in 1940. Robert Wadlow, do you know who he is, Jilly? Nope. Robert Wadlow is famous for being the tallest man ever. He was 8 feet 11 inches tall. Robert Wadlow is from the town of Alton, Illinois. No shit. Yes, and Robert Wadlow, if you go to a bar called Fast Eddie's Bonaire in beautiful downtown Alton, Illinois, which I think I can speak for both of us when I say it's our favorite bar ever. Great bar. uh, You can see one of his shoes. Oh, that's the big shoe. Which is size 37. Wow. But he was 8 feet 11 inches tall, and he was born in Alton, Illinois. He's from Alton. There's a statue of him in Alton, Illinois. This bar, Fast Eddie's, by the way, Fast Eddie's Bon Air in Alton, Illinois, is a bar where it was was crushed. Then there was a smoking ban in Illinois, so you couldn't smoke in bars. So this was going to be the end of the bar. We're fucked. It's a dive bar. It's a great bar. We got to shut it down. We can't smoke inside. So the folks at Fast Eddie's, they said, nope, not so fast, my friend. They went outside, bought a city street in Alton, Illinois, put like a canopy type roof over it so people could go outside and smoke. And therefore, the bar stayed open, and it is extremely successful. Yeah, well, the, and the beer is, is delicious and cold and cheap, and the food is extremely cheap, and it's great food. Yeah, and, and it's the cheap part's the most important. Like chicken on a stick, they got shrimp Pork on, stick, on a stick, pork. shrimp, like shrimp cocktails. Yeah, anything Everything's on a like stick. two bucks. It's all two bucks. The beer is like $2. Everything's $2. It is a heavenly bar. One day we we need to get the whole group of listeners together and say, meet us at fucking Fast Eddie's Bonaire in Alton, Illinois. It's ridiculous because like we'll go to St. Louis for a Cardinals game or something, right? We usually stay downtown so we can walk to the stadium. Yep. So it makes the most sense. But we end up spending another probably $70 round trip on an Uber just to get to and from Fast Eddie's. And we and stay there for five hours and spend $13. Absolutely worth it. That's like what I'm normally, saying. I it, hate spending that much money on Ubers. I hate being in an Uber for 30 minutes. But it is worth it for Fast Eddie's Bonaire. Well, 
And it's awesome. And the burgers are really good. Oh, I forgot about the burgers. The burgers yeah. are like old char-grilled burgers. And they're like, you know, typical sesame seed buns. Like, it tastes like someone's backyard. Except it's in the street of a really ghettoed out horrible city called I, Alton, some, Illinois. For some reason, every time we go, it rains. But we're still sitting out but there. But we're under it. We're outside. And there's a roof over the outside. But it's awesome. We are big Fast Eddie's people. So this guy, Robert Wadlow, who was 8 feet 11 inches tall was from Alton, Illinois. And like, he's kind of their famous figure. He's got his shoe in the bar and all this. Well, I bring this up because allegedly his penis was 12 inches when it was erect. And I've had a debate about this on social media with people. I feel like 12 inches is rather small for someone who's nine feet tall. And I'm basing this not on myself because people are like, oh, you think 12 inches is small? Yeah, I bet your dick's one ninth of your body. It is not. I am a, first of all, I'm a grower, not a shower. And second of all, my erect penis is not one ninth of my body. I will confirm that. But as someone who has been in NFL locker rooms pretty frequently, at least in the past, I've made my way around NFL locker rooms. When I see like a defensive back or a running back, like Reggie Bush, Reggie Bush is what, like 5'10", something like that, maybe 5'11". Reggie Bush's dick went down to his knees. I feel like Reggie Bush's dick is bigger than the tallest man ever's dick. That's why, to me, for being a nine-foot-tall dude, I feel like a 12-inch erect penis is small. Well, he's a white guy. See, that's the key. That See, I, you said it. Like, if he were, like, a nine-foot-tall black dude, like, he'd be tripping over his dick, right? Like, based on stereotypes stereotypes would have you do that but this guy apparently he would brag about this i started i went down a wormhole on this guy and i started reading all of the information about his body not his body just him i mean he's nine feet tall so i looked up like hey how honest to god i just went to google at work because we talked about it on the air i said how big is this guy's dick i googled it fine how big you aren't the only one that googled it right it's probably a popular question well it is if if you were to go to google right now and you look up how big is robert wadlow's penis all right i'm gonna type it in how big was robert wadlow's penis all right let's see there was no other one on that no but if you go to reddit I wonder how big Robert Wadlow's yeah, penis was. But when you type in the Google search, like it'll show a question that's been asked before. So not many people are Googling because, this. You know what? It's not because they're not interested. It's because they don't know who Robert Wadlow is. But there was if they knew who questions. Robert Wadlow is, they'd be intrigued by no, it. No, there were plenty of other questions. Says, how big was Robert Wadlow when he was born? How big was Robert Wadlow's arm? Like, no one asked penis. Was his arm bigger than his dick? Was his no dick bigger than his arm? No one asked penis. You well, might they be the first person to ask that question That's, that's bullshit. It's, it's, it's stupid. The fact that people would not want to know that, I'm intrigued by that. So the dude, apparently, when he was erect, so I'll just go and find the answer but apparently when he was erect he had a 12 plus inch penis and apparently he would brag about this to people let's see where's the quote okay one on one particular his penis was two times the dimension of a typical male a full 12 plus inches when erect he liked to converse and brag about it and even indicate to any person who would look when he wasn't dealing with whatever his other issues were so like he'd walk around hey guys by the way i got a 12 inch dick you want to see it and back then there was no such thing as sexual harassment because dames had no rights in the 1930s like what dame would go hey robert wadlow uh showed me his dick was it impressive lady go back to the kitchen 
Call me when you can vote. Well, it looks like it. I think when it said it was number two, is that he would just show dudes in the bathroom as dick. Really? Oh, I didn't see that part. I guess I should continue reading. Well, no, you just read it. Oh. He would like to converse about it and even indicate to any person who would look when he wasn't dealing with number two. So do you think he just like walked into the bathroom and was like, hey, friend, I see you're taking a leak. Look at this uh, thing. I'll charge you $5 to see a 12-inch penis. You know what I do? I'd give him five dollars. I don't think he was charging. It sounds like he was just proud of it. Like, hey, look. Well, I'm saying if even if he did charge, if he was like Dirk Diggler in Boogie Nights and was charging dudes to watch him jerk off in a truck, I'd be like, you know what? I think I'd charge that. I think I'd pay it. I'd say, you know what? Here's my five dollars. I'm intrigued by this monstrosity. Show me this warlock, sir. My anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hun. That's what I'm here to see. I don't think there's anything gay about wanting to see a 12-inch penis. I don't want to do anything with it. I just want to see it. I'm intrigued by it. Now, granted, I've been around a lot of large penises in locker rooms. I've also been around small penises in locker rooms. Like, we've had this discussion before, but, like, homeboy uh, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, probably not so big Ben because he wore a towel in the locker room. You never saw his hog. He even put on his underpants under his towel, then took off his towel. Whereas like defensive backs, they just stand there in like a Superman pose and they're like, hello, everybody, come interview my dick. Like they don't give a fuck. As I've told you before, you've watched guys, in the lo- every dude there was powdering. Like after they get out of the shower, they got baby powder. And what I'm telling you, they would just stand there and be like, yep. Mm-hmm, and they just hold that bad boy up like they're holding a hoagie. Like they're putting, like they're putting brown mustard on a hoagie. And they would just put that bad boy on there and they were good to go. There's nothing wrong with looking. I mean, I think it's stupid that we're allowed to go into a, a fucking uh, locker room when these dudes are naked. They just played a football game. They're either really happy or they're really pissed. And here comes dopey fat reporter guy. Hey, guys, why would you miss that tackle? While this dude's just standing there in a Superman pose like, hello, good sir. I know you're trying to ask me questions, but feel free to look at my hog. Well, it's first gigantic. Of all, they're asking why they missed a the tackle. They're probably losing, so it'd be more like... Why'd you miss that tackle? Oh, they got to be very quiet. Like it's it, it, that is a very good point, Jelly. It, the winning locker room, the, the like Rich was a great example of that. When the Texans would win, he'd be like, "Hey, it's Rich Lord here with Gary Kubiak. What a game, huh, Coach?" And they're like high fiving. And then when they lose, uh, Rich Lord here uh, with Gary Kubiak, Coach. You lost. What in your fault? What went wrong? What went wrong? Who cheated you, Coach? Who touched you in a bad place? But uh, anyway, other stuff. So I didn't know that Richie Incognito still played football. Yeah, he's retiring today officially. Apparently he doesn't play football anymore because he says he accomplished everything he needed to. He had his comeback and everything. And now he's hanging it up as a Raider. Now, this gives us an opportunity to bring up what was one of my favorite bits that was ever done by Josh Ennis and Jim Mudd, the collaborative team of Ennis and Mudd. And this was when we were at 610. This was the the story about how Richie Incognito bullied that one dude. Jonathan Martin was his name. And he apparently was a bully, which was the most ridiculous story ever. A grown-ass man should not get bullied by another grown-ass man, especially when one of those like, grown-ass men is like seven feet tall and a big hulking football player. He should not be getting bullied by anybody, but it's the most ridiculous story. But they had all the text messages that Richie Incognito and Jonathan Martin were sending back and forth. And they were all like, oh, it's incriminating towards Richie Incognito. He's a terrible guy. So I went digging through my email today because we've had listeners say, hey, why don't you do more stuff with drops? We miss all the old sound bites from the old show and you need to start adding new sound bites. 
And I bought this thing that allows me to put like a thousand sound bites on there. So I started going through all of some of the old sound. Like just to give you an example, you might, people say, Josh, where's all the old Brock? We missed the uh, Brock Osweiler wheel of sound. Uh, I'm ecstatic. Um, anytime you can win a football game in the National Football League, there's no better feeling. And then when you add um, it being a road game, when you add it being a divisional game that was extremely important to, to this team and our, the rest of our season, um, shoot, I, I couldn't be any happier right now. I found so many Brock Osweiler clips and other stuff. And this thing allows me to put like a thousand pieces of audio on it. I miss Brock so much. I do. I want him back. I want him and Bill O'Brien. I want the good old days. The good old uh, days need to return. Like these. Yes, that is confirmed. Brock has confirmed that the good old days need to return. Yes, that is confirmed. He's not wrong. Thank you, Brock. But what I did find was this old bit that me and Jim did, which was called the Richie Incognito Jonathan Martin uh, Playhouse of Text. Something like that. It was something like that. So we had the women in the office play the roles of Jonathan Martin and Richie Incognito. This would have probably gotten you fired now. now and, and I would have blamed Jim because Jim's the one that executed the bit. It was just my idea. Might have even been his idea. I don't know. But um, so I'm going to play a couple of these because I just think these are fucking brilliant. And it's topical because 10 years ago, Richie Incognito was a bully. And now he is no longer playing football. So let me play a couple of these for you. And now, another Richie Incognito Jonathan Martin Playhouse of Texts. You down for teas? Nah, I'm grossed out by prostitutes. Ha ha ha, you They're strippers who go the extra mile. That's an interesting way to put it, but loose that get pounded by multiple every day don't do it for me. They don't get pounded all day. How many people do you know willing to drop $700? You're dumb enough to spend it. Not everybody get the VIP treatment. This has been Text Playhouse with Jonathan Martin and Richie Incognito. <laughs> I, I, I forgot who these women were. They're just nice ladies that worked in the office. Um, all right, let me play another one for you. And now, another Richie Incognito Jonathan Martin Playhouse of Texts. You f- ass i should be destroying that i'm sorry i have i have swinging from my that sister was a major hater yeah she was i thought we were in like flint last night i told those bitches i didn't want to go to social because i'm hooking up with that chick that works there i was too drunk to make up lies <laughs> yeah whatever that brunette was such a buzzkill. the other two were down though we had to get them back to the crib this has been text playhouse <laughs> with jonathan martin and richie incognito i see that not a fanboy says this is where snowflake culture took over uh, this was kind of like the dying days of being able to do funny radio yep. shit where like where you were clearly making fun of the bad guy and people got it now they don't get it. They just hear words or something. They're like, oh, my God, those are terrible words. Well, that, and if you'd have asked someone in the office to read this, it would have been HR immediately. Yeah, let me play one more for you. And now, another Richie Incognito Jonathan Martin Playhouse of Texts. She was terrible at but I still all over her. <laughs> nice. How much was that room? One ninety nine. <laughs> I got the worst ever. My is so chafed right now. This has been Text Playhouse with Jonathan Martin and Richie okay. Incognito. My dick is so chafed right now. Like, this sounds like a text conversation Tank had with someone at some point. Man, dog, my dick is so chafed right now. God, that was spectacular. Yeah, you just can't do that kind of you shit anymore. Can. You cannot. Like, now, like, you hear a story about, like, back then when a grown-ass man got bullied, we all just said, grow the fuck up, bro. Now, you forget that was 10 years ago. 
Fucking 10 years ago is when this shit went down. 10 years ago, we'd sit there and go, bro, come on. A grown man cannot get bullied. You're a grown fucking man. What are you doing? Now we're like, oh, poor guy. He got bullied. It's probably, is he non-binary? He's so brave for standing up and saying something. By the way, it is, I think it's like non-binary appreciation day or something. Isn't today. it always? I have no fucking clue what non-binary means. And I honestly don't give a shit what non-binary means, but it means something. And it's non-binary appreciation well, day. It just means you don't have a gender. You don't define yourself at either gender. Today is also a significant date in history while we're talking about things. Uh, today... This very day, in the year 2006, this is the day that Twitter went public to the world. Mm. So you could arguably, if you want to go all back to the future and get in your DeLorean and go back to nine, you know, go go back in time, gun it to 88, right? If you go back to that date, a red letter date in history, July 15th, 2006. The world was never the same. That is arguably when the world ended. This is like when you stepped on a butterfly. Like, I'd like to get in a time machine. Here's what I want to do. I want to get in a time machine. I want to gun it to 88. Me, Doc Brown, run the DeLorean, gun it to 88. We go back to 2006 and we stop Twitter from ever happening. That's what we should have done. Yeah. And if that would have happened, I think the world would be a totally different place. You could still do Richie Incognito bits. You could, but nope, can't do it anymore because Twitter has ruined everything. I was trying to explain this to Battle earlier today about Twitter. Like the, the times I've gotten fired mostly because of Twitter. Like Twitter is just awful and it's gotten worse. It's now Facebook's no better either. As we've talked about Facebook is where your grandma and grandpa go to share fake news stories about how like you know, Joe Biden is a robot, which hey, he might be, who knows? <laughs> but uh, you know, that's where you go for that. Right. Then you go to Twitter and it's, Hey, white people are terrible. And like, and it's all driven by auto generated division. Essentially it's all algorithms and stuff. But if you could go back in time, and gun it to 88, and you can say, Josh, now, we're leaving the Holocaust out of this, but if you can go back in time and change one thing in, like, modern history, yeah, what would you do? What do you think would be the best thing that could happen to the world if you were to do this? And you might say, well, Josh, what about, like, 9-11? I get it. 9-11 is a bad thing. It happened. Bad things happened. Like, if I save that, then I have to stop every bombing that's ever happened. I can't save all those. I can only stop one thing. I would go back in current history here and I would stop Twitter from coming into existence. The world really would be a very different place. It would be, I think it'd be very different. I would actually do that and then maybe that doesn't take off and then no social media takes off. And then maybe we're just normal people that have to have conversations with people and can't be wackos. The white dookie here in the chat brings up a good point. This is perfect stand-up material. Should, let me write that down. I'm gonna, that's what I need to start doing on the show is every time you guys think I do something that I could build into a stand-up thing that I'm never going to execute, I'm going to do that. So what would be this topic? This would be like... If you can go back and change twi anything. Twitter anniversary. Yeah. Okay. Twitter anniversary. All right, cool. I wrote that down. Thank you, white, white dokey, dokey, I'm going to say dookie. dookie. Thank you. Uh, the world would be a better place if Josh never got fired for posting the Al Jolson pick. I would travel back and destroy your phone. That would be a good idea. Uh, which, again, if you want to dig deep into that wormhole, is the most absurd thing to get fired for ever is posting a picture, you know, of uh, like a historic picture. Like, I've walked into bars. We were in, what town of Mississippi was it where they actually had like Natchez? an... Uh, yeah, Natchez, Mississippi had an old Al Jolson poster on the wall. 
So like, anyway, I don't want to get deep into it, but, um, still, I agree with you on that. Thank you, sir. I thank you for bringing that up, but, uh, I'm glad that you would go back and that's what you would fix, but I certainly would. I'd go back there and I'd say, Hey, listen, assholes, I'm not going to let this shit happen. You want to see the future? Let me tell you about the future. And then you show them all the shit we got into. And then you're stuck with what you're stuck with, which is all this junk we have now. So I would have totally eliminated that. So we were um, out drinking with our buddy yesterday. Ben Wolfboy was in town. Wolfboy and his uh, wife, uh, Lisa. Uh, and uh, we see them maybe once a year, twice a year tops, you know. But Ben was like my best friend in in Houston uh, when I first got there. It was just me and Ben. And, you know, if anybody remembers 610, it was, oh, it's Wolfboy and Wolfman, all stupid stuff. Used to go out and get hammered together. We were bros. Then we fell out for a while because he married Lisa and they moved away and I and he wasn't on the show anymore. And then we didn't talk. And then I well, wasn't at their wedding. We discussed all this on Sunday. That so. is one thing I do learn. I did learn last night as he goes, "Oh, so I wouldn't be in your wedding, huh?" I go, eye "What are you talking eye, about?" Huh? <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" He's like, "Oh, I was listening to that drunk podcast the other night." I go, "Shit, I didn't even remember posting that." Uh, but anyway, so we were at a bar and we're all having a good time and we're drinking beers and stuff. And somebody was at the bar next to us. We just kind of strike up a conversation with them, like, hey, what's going on? How are you? Whatever. Well, because it's Tennessee, and for some reason in Tennessee, everyone will just start talking to you in Tennessee. You will know someone's life story in five minutes in Tennessee. Correct. And they just offer it to you. Yes. And, like, it doesn't even start with, hi, I'm, I'm Janelle or something. It's just like. No, they'll just make some quick comment, and then next thing you know, they're telling you their whole life story. It starts with, man, this weather, and then before you know it, you're like, seven beers deep and you've been there for six hours and they're crying and it's a whole thing. So this person next to us is like on the wagon, right? Like kind of like getting sober. They're at the bar with their friends because they want to communicate and have a good time, but they're trying not to drink. But they wanted the taste of beer, which is something I'll never understand, but they want the taste of beer without the, you know, the positive effects, which is getting hammered. So this person that was, you know, like next to us at this bar. We were at this place, uh, social, uh, not social. The assembly well, food hall. Assembly food hall in, in the, on Broadway. And this person says, hey, can I get a, a Heineken zero? zero. Yeah. So basically it's 0. 0.0, right? Non-alcoholic Non-alcoholic yeah. beer. And they start drinking this. And I'm like, oh, man, how's that? Well, I mean, it's fine. It gives me the taste of it. But you know what fucking sucks? I'm like, oh, what fucking sucks, man? Uh, well... Like, it was happy hour. So we were drinking Coors for $4 a pint. Mm -hmm. It was good. This guy goes, well, unfortunately, to drink this non-alcoholic beer, I have to pay, get this, $8. For the bottle. For a Heineken Zero. $8. Like, it just seems wrong. Because obviously this guy is, like, probably trying to get, obviously, if he's drinking non-alcoholic beer, and he had told us, like, yeah, you know, I'm on the wagon. So he's trying to better himself, presumably. Yes. And you're going to be like, nope, here, $8. Like, at that point, I'd be like, fuck it. I'm getting back off the wagon for $4. Like, give me the beer. Well, what we, what we that, got that into. to make it very difficult for someone who's trying to be sober. Oh, yeah. Like, well, the world is set up for people who are trying to do well to fail. Like, I do buy that. Like, it was easier for me to not gamble whenever I had to go through all these random offshore websites. Now I can just go to my phone and go, oh, here's a hundred bucks, whatever. And then before you know it, I've spent 500 bucks and it's easy. I'm not making excuses by the way, but like, it's easier for someone that has a gambling problem to go gamble constantly. It's right there on your phone. Um, it's easy. Like if you're at a bar and you're hanging out with friends and they're drinking beers, you're trying to be on the wagon, whatever you're sick, whatever you don't want to drink, you drink a non-alcoholic and it costs double the amount 
of a normal beer. It's ridiculous. It, it's it's got to be tough. Same thing goes with fast food and food that is not good for you. Same thing, Mega Blast. Well, that's like me. I've been trying to buy uh, drink less soda. So I've been buying the small cans you can get now, like at you know the store. Yep. Those small cans cost more for like a six pack of small cans of like Coke or Pepsi. Yep. Than a twelve pack of full size cans. Yes. It's ridiculous. Well, like people talk about eating healthy, and a lot of people in the chat have brought that up. Go to like fucking uh, Whole Foods or and a, go- a salad place. Like I love Salada in Houston, but like yep. you're gonna drop more there, like probably triple than you would at McDonald's. Totally. Like you can go like today. Like for I got out of the station early today. I came home. I actually took a nap today. Maybe yeah, that's why I'm, I'm so energetic. I took you're like actually going to make it through true crime and why. I think I will. I actually came home, laid down, and just passed out for about an hour and I a half. That's or, the key for you on Fridays. Get home at like 9.45. You slept for probably two and a half hours. Did I? You, I, didn't, I didn't get home till like 9.45. But you went to bed pretty much right away. Yeah, before and I feel I pretty ate, good. Before I even ate my sausage McGriddle, you went to bed. Well, that's why I bring this up. So I went, uh, I was on the way home. I said, hey, do you want me to pick up something, you know, for breakfast, whatever? I said, I'm going to go through McDonald's. You want something? And he said, yeah, give me a McGriddle. I got a McGriddle. We got a Seacha McGriddle. I got a sausage biscuit, a little jelly strawberry on there because I love mixing the strawberry jelly with the sausage biscuit. Two drinks. I got an unsweet tea. You got an orange high C. Shit was like $6. That's all. $6. If I were to get like an actual breakfast somewhere, like, hey, let's go to a nice, you know, let's go to a sit down place and get like a nice, you know, bacon, eggs, whatever for breakfast, something better for you in theory, an omelet, whatever. You go to a place and that shit's going to cost you a ton. But then you go to like Waffle House and you can get waffles and the fried shit and it's all like $9 for a fucking all star breakfast. Yep. Like it makes it impossible. Like I get it. I get why people struggle with shit. Like I don't want to judge people who have addiction problems. I get it, man. Like it sucks. So for a guy to be out at a bar, and he's just like, it wasn't like he was out at 10 o'clock or at night. It was, hey, it was happy hour. His friends were out. He was off of work. They're hanging. He wants to hang out with his bros, have a little camaraderie. They're drinking beers. He's not put off by it. He's going to drink his little Heineken Zero. Eight dollars. Well, and, and someone could argue, like, well, it's time to get water. But, I mean, if you're, I imagine, like, in that situation, you at least kind of want to feel like you're part of the, the drinking. Yep. And the easiest way to do that is to have a bottle. And maybe it's like an embarrassment thing. Maybe it's like, well, I don't want to just sit at the bar with a cup of water. At least I have a bottle in front of me because sure. it looks like I'm drinking, something like sure. that. But yeah, it, that's just cruel to me. It is. I agree with that. So uh, Jilly is going to uh, make a home run derby bet, right? You were looking at oh, the odds for the home run derby. Yeah. I am three days on the gambling wagon. I told you I'm not going to gamble again until football starts. <laughs> until they start endorsing again. Well, no, like, yeah. I mean, I'll do it. But like, I'm, I'm, see, I told you, once I get into something for two or three days, I can stick to it. Like, I, like, would you agree that the last two days or so I've been on my phone less? You have, actually. And I haven't really looked at my phone in the car. I haven't done any of that because I'm not betting on random soccer games or anything like that. I told you I was going to take basically take off from gambling because I blow way too much fucking money doing that. And like I keep putting money in and then you it's got to do my method, a hundred bucks and well, that's it. And that's what we're going to do then in the football the pressure season. pressure is on to win and to only bet like $2. Well, well for, I'm not going to do that. Well, I worked for Here's me. Here's what I'm going to do. And I've, I've laid this out for you. We're going to get a big board, like a tote, like a, a dry erase board somewhere in here. And we'll compete with each other during the season. Like, you know, we'll each like say, well, you probably are going to have money in your account already. I'll put in like 200 bucks for the whole season. And I'll see 
what I can get that up to by the end of the season. Or if we hit a certain number, we take out. But like I told you, I don't like I'm three days into this. I don't even think about it. I have no desire to do it. I'm cool. It's the same thing with working out. I've got to go to the gym three days in a row. If I go to the gym three days in a row, I'll go five and then I'll go every week three or four days. Once I stop something, I suck at getting started again. But if I could like soda, let's look at soda as an example, which is just toxic and bad for you. And I'm not judging those who drink and I'm a fat lard. I don't have the right to judge anybody. But a year ago when that quack doctor told me I had the betas and gave me all these meds and said, you got to stop drinking sodas and shit. I stopped drinking soda. And you have felt better. I, and I have not had soda in over a year. That's actually a very good accomplishment. And I, and so it just takes me a little bit of time to get going. So I'm taking some time off from gambling because I think it occupies too much of my time. And it honestly, does. I just blow way too much fucking money. You have it's no so, self-control. Because it's so easy to do. It's so easy to go, well, fuck, here's 50 bucks, 50 bucks. Then before you know, you Again, spend 700 bucks. Again, I put in $100 and I've gotten down to like 20 but I keep building myself back up with these $2, these $3 bets. And well, now I'm at five eighty six. And you've taken stuff out too. Yeah. I've so, taken a lot out. So here's what I'm, then that's what football season's going to be. We'll get a big t- leaderboard in here and we'll just write down like two or three bets that we really like each week football wise. And we'll just go there and see how long it takes me to blow the $200 I put in or build up how much I'm going to put in. You can't just put in a hundred and then bet a hundred right away. Like you have to. Well, here, but see, to me, here's where I, I tend to succeed. I find something I really like, and like, let's say I put in $200. In that case, I'd go in and say, I'm going to put 100 on this game that I really like. What gets me is when I find a bunch of shit I don't like, and I'm just bored, and I'm like, bang, 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 yeah, bang, so bang. Yeah, so put like two bucks on those. I'm not, but I'm not doing that. But I don't want to play those. So you were a bad, like, when I first got a, a gambling account, before I was even endorsing FanDuel, yep. I remember the first bet I made was a $50 bet, and I was like, oh, just like that, like, all my money's gone. I had like $300 in a weekend, because yes. I was betting 50 100 because that's what you did. Yeah. I'm a bad example. Yeah, it was I'm a, a piece example. of shit. And then I switched to my new method, which is put, you know, three, four bucks, maybe but thing, 10. But here's why it works for you. You don't have this fucking mental deficiency that I have now where I've got a problem. Yeah. So to me, a $2 bet is like, what the fuck? Well, what if you can win like 150 on it? it? That wouldn't do it. Like, here's what I do sometimes. They've got these, like, I'm on DraftKings. They've got a social feed on the, the app. And, like, dudes will build the, these what they call lottery bets. You know what I'm saying? So these lottery bets are like plus one million. You know, the odds of them hitting are nothing. But you put in a dollar, maybe one day you get lucky and you win a hundred thousand dollars, right? Like that kind of shit I, yeah, I do. But I mean that's 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 stupid. Like mine at least are somewhat realistic. My like plus eighteen hundreds or my plus twenty three hundred. Well, so here's what I'm gonna do though. I'm either like during the football season, really Saturdays and Sundays, like if I like two I'm gonna look at games I really like. And I'll determine, like like real gamblers do, which is, hey, I'm going to put, like, you. this is a four-star play or whatever. If it's a game I kind of like, my problem is I bet the same amount of money whether I really like it or whether it's just some throwaway game that I'm bored with. If I really like it, I should be putting more on that and less on the throwaways. But I'll be looking at parlays, and we'll come up with stuff. We'll do it for the podcast during the season. We'll look at some games. We'll get Scott's picks from his ass, too. Dad should have open up an account on his phone. No, he actually he shouldn't. Asked, he shouldn't. He asked me about that. He's like, Josh, how do I do this? You don't because you're going to end up like me and just spending well, and thousands he, he of dollars over the course of your life. Oh, it works. Like he'll ask, he'll send me messages like, how much would it win if I put $10 on Joe Burrow to throw for 300 yards? Like he doesn't understand it. Yeah. So I, I, if, if anything, he needs to have someone that just goes to do it for him and like in person. Or go, yeah. Because you can do that in person now. In Correct. Um, he does not need the app. F- uh, Philly 41862. 
Are you like me when I'm drunk? I get the itch more to gamble. Yes. And that's why when I get drunk, I need to go put my phone in a safe. Well, I also get that same itch, but again, I just put down like $4. Because you don't have the problem I have. I've had this, I've been doing this for 10 years. I have a problem. I have a legit problem. I'm just trying to give you a a solution to where you can still do it, where if you enjoy it, but without blowing thousands of dollars. But that's easy to explain. It's like explaining to the drunk that, hey, why don't you just drink this non-alcoholic beer? (laughs) It it kind of wets your whistle, but it's not going to give you what you're looking for. But like, that's why I'm just, I'll, I'll feed off of whatever you're doing for the next month and a half like what, what was your all-star bet you want to make the home run derby yeah that's what this all started this like so this is what i'll do exactly so albert pools has the longest odds to win yep and we, we're, we're betting we're on albert. albert so albert's plus 2200 so what i would do is put down like three dollars so what would three so that would win like a hundred something 66 66 so you'd win so 66 dollars and like that's how i mean i've taken out probably like $1,000 of gambling, and I still have 500 in my account. Yes. I've blown thousands of so, dollars gambling, so I'm a mess. I like my system. You're, and your system's lovely. And so what I'll do is for the next month and a half, while I build my loot up and I get ready for our football season party where, you know, we'll make some bets and we'll compete against each other and we'll have fun. Our listeners can join. We can have a good time. What I'm going to do... There, I just put $3.78 on Albert Pujols to win the home run. Derby. And now we have something to root for, and I'm rooting for you, and I'll get my fix that way. Well, you know what I'm fine. saying? I'm not telling you to do... I meant for football season, so it lasts longer. That, no, that's true. What I need... But here's... But here, let me tell you something. I told you this story. When I... My first sports bet was an LSU bet, and they won 100 bucks to win like 90. I ended up with 190. I got that thing up to $3,000 and then blew it. That's... I'm the king of that. But like, I didn't think much of it. I would just find a game I liked. What killed me was a couple of things when it was just making straight bets on things i liked i'm like oh this shit's easy and then i would say i'm gonna start doing parlays that sounds like a winner and then i wouldn't hit them and then you know it's a whole thing and i've blown you know this i've blown thousands of dollars do you want to uh hear the rest of the odds in the home run derby which is monday by the way sure uh, so Pete Alonzo is the favorite at plus 185. He's there's going no value. The, the, problem- the three Pete. Yep. So there's no value for you there, obviously. Well, plus 185. That's what I'm saying. There's no value if, uh, for what you bet. If you bet $100, well, there's yeah. value. A 50, there's value. Well, if you yeah. bet $1.50, you're not going to win shit. Kyle Swarber plus 290. Okay. Swarber. I, I totally, we always make fun of Mike Shannon and how he says it. And I've totally forgotten how to Me say too. Kyle Me too. He Schwarber's says Swabber. So now we all just say Swabber. Yeah, he's plus 290. Juan Soto is plus 650. You know that he's 17? Ronald Acuna Jr. is plus 700. All right. That's my dude on the Home Run Derby game. That's true. Uh, Julio Rodriguez plus 1,000. I don't even know who that is. Corey Seager plus 1,000. Jose Ramirez plus 1,600. And Albert at plus 2,200. Like, the only, the only move to make... That to have any value, especially if you're only betting three bucks. Yep. The only move is to take Albert or the other dude. And I don't, I mean, Albert, you could think maybe gets hot. Like I can imagine in batting practice, he can still launch some. So I'm going Albert. I'm with you on that. I feel now good. Now his round one matchup is Kyle Schwarber. So now he's got a, now the way it's set up is you have to beat an individual person to move on to the next round. I believe so. And, and, and Schwarber's hit like 30 home runs already. And it's going to break your heart when Schwarber's the one that knocks I Albert out hate the first round. I hate him. And what I, what I hate about him is you look at him and you know that deep down he's really still a fucking fat guy. Like as thin as he's gotten and as lean as he's gotten. It's like you still look fat muscular. God damn it, you're fat and you know you're fat. And I look forward to watching you balloon up whenever you stop playing baseball. And he's the worst guy 
kind of hitter. He's the hitter I hate. The fucking asshole that bats 205 but hits a bunch of home runs. He's a he's the prototypical hitter in modern baseball, and I hate the prototypical hitter in modern baseball. When you look at the most legendary hitter, Albert Pujols, who was a complete hitter, that his career average is still damn near 300, despite the fact he hadn't hit 300 in 10 years because he was so fucking good for those first 10 years in St. Louis, worst season he ever had. He had 99 runs batted in, and he batted 299. He's a fucking god. He can go to left field and go to right field. He can plug the gap. He's a guy that can hit for power and average. He took walks. He didn't strike out. The best hitter I've ever seen. And then some slapdick Kyle Schwarber comes up, and he's like, hey, uh, I bet 204, but I hit 30 homers before the break. Fuck you, Fatty Magoo. I hate your fucking style of baseball, and it's dick fucks like you that have ruined baseball. Eat a dick. Also, BS Moo brings up Joe Burrow to win the Heisman. That was, okay. That was a life-changing bet <laughs> that I did not make. That would that have, have covered all my losses if I would have hit yeah. that one. And that one was in person. Yeah, I fucked up. I could either leave with $1,000 or whatever it was in my hand, or I could bet that and have to wait months to see if I got it back. And I tell you, the second when we were at that fucking Texas game and he threw for like 500 yards and they won on that, that play towards yep. the end, I said, fuck. I blew win. this. He's gonna win. I blew this because and it wasn't. This isn't like a. Oh, I almost did it. I was in line at the window and said, "No, nah, I'm gonna kick." Because I was gonna do it. I was hammered enough to do it, and I believed in it. Real talk. While I got your well, attention, again, as you said, like you find a bet you really like, go that's with the it. one you should go with. Here's the thing. I was on Joe Burrow before anybody else was. That's reality. I said that whenever they they were playing the uh, earlier. There was a that season where they beat Auburn a couple years ago. And then we went to wrestling and he made a couple big throws. This guy's pretty fucking good. He's pretty tough. And then of course there was the game against central Florida, the PlayStation bowl, the Fiesta bowl, where he got laid the fuck out and then got right back up and said, fuck this shit. It's Joe Burrow time. And I said, this guy's really fucking good. And that was the last game you saw before you were about to make this bet. I said, you know what? I'm in "Hmm, me and Joe Burrow's dad were the only two people that were going to make that bet. He did. I didn't. Yeah. He's wealthy. I'm not. If you want to put money on Joe Burrow to win MVP next year, it's plus 1,200. There's value there. Maybe before the season, here's what we do. We also, before the season starts, we can put a couple dollars down on futures like that. You know what's funny is Deshaun Watson is plus 6,000, and the odds are he's probably not even going to play. Well, we don't know that. The the longer they're silent, like you wonder if he's going to be back after six weeks now. Well, he's going to miss time, which will make it harder for him to win the MVP. Sure. So he's plus 6,000, yet Ryan Tannehill, who's going to play every game, is plus 7,500. <laughs> well, what's your boy Davis Mills? Not on the list? Uh, oh, I should put money on him. He's That's plus, what you should do. That's your boy. He's 10,000 to win MVP. Okay, if the Texans are going to win the division like you're betting on them to do, then Davis Mills has to have a huge year, right? Hey, or, or Jimmy Garoppolo would have to have a big year for the Texans, if you believe that. Jared Goff is plus 15,000. Yeah, I'm going to pass. Although he has the most expensive offense in the league, Jamar according to Chase, the numbers. Plus 15,000 if you think a receiver is going to win it. A receiver won't. It's going to be a quarterback. Well. So, like, okay, so give me that list. Let's think, Let's find where the value lies. So is the number one, like, Aaron Rodgers? Uh, the favorite is Josh Allen at plus 700. Dude, even that's value. Mm-hmm. Plus 700 for the favorite? Mahomes is plus 800. Here's what you do then. You put in like 300, we put in like two, get 250 bucks and then put like 50 on each of those guys and then put like sprinkle in a little bit on everyone. So maybe you make your money back. So Tom is plus 800 as well. All right. Aaron Rodgers is plus a thousand. All right. 
Uh, Justin Herbert plus a thousand. So then what you do is you find the two top ones and put the most on them. So let's say you've got like a two fifty. You go like, oh, we're going to put 75 bucks on Allen. We're going to put 75 bucks on Mahomes. 75 bucks. They're not even 75 at that point. Find the top two that you like the most. Yeah. Put the most likely and put 75. So again, the top three are Allen is plus 700. Then both Mahomes and Brady are plus 800. All right. Then like you start finding a couple that like have a shot and sprinkle in like 15 bucks on each of so them. So Aaron Rodgers plus 1,000, Justin Herbert plus 1,000. I don't think Herbert's going to win. Then Dak Prescott plus 1,200. Dak's not going to win either, so I wouldn't put it on him. Joey Burrow plus 1,200. For Joe Burrow, I'd say put in 10 bucks, right? You win 120 on I'd 10 bucks? I'd also roll with Russell Wilson. New team, fresh restart. Oh, I think plus fourteen hundred. Put in ten bucks on him. If you win, you win one hundred and forty, and it basically covers your losses. Uh, Matthew Stafford also plus fourteen hundred. I think he's going to fall off this year. Big Stafford. Yeah. I agree. I wouldn't bet on him. Kyler Murray ain't going to do nope. shit. He's plus two thousand. Lamar's plus two thousand. Well, if you ask Bernard Pollard, <laughs> Lamar ain't going to do shit. I'm sitting at the bar yesterday. I look up at the TV. I see Bernard Pollard's name. I'm like, what is my friend doing? I think he and Lamar. Him, you should get him on the pod to talk about. I this. do. I need. It's I was texting him yesterday. Right we were texting. I was like, dude. This shit's fucking wild. Hilarious. It's like, I know, bro. This is crazy. Uh, let's see. Derek Carr, okay. Plus 2,500. Nope. Jalen Hurts, <laughs> plus 2,500. Not going to happen. Uh, Trey Lance, plus 4,000. Nope. Mac Jones, plus 4,000. No. Kirk Cousins, LOL. Well, but you do want to find one of those really long shots. Yeah. That ha- like the one that has the best chance. Well, I would, if I'm going to, I'd almost put money on Matt Ryan over like Kirk Cousins. Like, again, the change of scenery. Who knows what Matty Ice is going to do? And the division, whether you, you know, the Texans and Jaguars yeah. may be better, but you're playing them four fucking times. Plus 4,000. Then you got Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry, two running backs at plus 5,000. I would go, I would put money, Tua put five six. bucks on each of those guys. Because I don't know, like Jonathan Taylor's interesting. I wonder if he's just kind of a flash. Maybe. You know, if Derrick Henry's healthy, that dude's still going to put up numbers. I don't think either one of them will win. Derrick Henry didn't win it when he rushed for 2,000 yards. So, like, you would have to be a monster. You'd have to have, like, 2,500 rushing yards and 1,000 receiving yards. Like, realistically, as a running back, what would you have to do to win the MVP? You would probably have to have, like, a record-setting rushing yard season and have a record-setting touchdown season. And your team would have to make And they have to win 14 games. And So, that's a long shot. You got Tua at plus 6,000 and Deshaun at plus 6,000. All right. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, Justin Fields, Carson Wentz, Daniel Jones, Cooper Cup. Jameis Winston. I would, all. you know, what I would do. What's Cooper Cup? Cooper Cup plus seventy five hundred. Now, if the idea is that Stafford's going to have a down year, mm-hmm. it would then indicate that Cup would Correct. too. But what is Cup again? Plus seventy five hundred. Put in ten bucks on it. And Carson Wentz's and Daniel Jones and Jameis and Trevor Lawrence and Baker Mayfield, Mitch Trubisky, oh boy, Marcus Mariota, all plus seventy five hundred. I would say I'd put Cup well before I'd even consider those dudes. Then you got Davis Mills and Zach Wilson and Devontae Adams and Jimmy Garoppolo and Debo Samuel at plus ten thousand. Okay. None then of those you get guys. into the more plus fifteen thousands of Sam Darnold, Jared Goff, Jamar Chase. Where's Jameis? Jameis was plus seventy five hundred. I wouldn't take him either. <laughs> Tyreek uh, Hills plus twenty thousand. Yeah. Good point from Philly uh, here. 2022 comeback player of the year, Michael Thomas, plus 800. Good bet. Oh, that's um, a good one. But, I mean, Thomas, someone's got to throw him the fucking ball. Plus 30,000 for MVP. Not going to take that. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, he's got to get the ball, and who knows what Jameis is going to do. I do think the Saints will be decent, but um, I don't know that I'm taking MVP. So if you're going to waste money on it, you want to th- take a thing that has a shot. Like, hey, I mean, Jameis is plus 500 for comeback player of the year. That could be. Derrick Henry's in that bunch as well. And you know what? 
I mean, if you got to pick a comeback player of the year, now he was down and hurt a lot of last season. Mm -hmm. So, and what is his uh, odds? Plus three fifty. I mean, he's. I mean, he. I'd say if anybody's got a shot, it could be him. I mean, then there's Baker and Baker Mitch Trubisky. Nope. Marcus Mariota. Nope. Juju. Nope. Yeah, I would Odell. I mean, Odell had a pretty good year last year. Uh, M.W. Solgrove says if a receiver was ever going to win it, it would have been Cup last year. You're probably right. I mean, he's not going to have that kind of season again, and he didn't win it. So the odds of that are, you know, long. But that's what you're doing. You're trying to find a couple favorites to cover the bet on with bigger bets and then take long shots for smaller amounts. And if one of them happens to hit, then boom. If not, your bet's covered with the other guy. That's what you got to do. Anyway, all right, who do I tell them about? Uh, nobody. We're good today. Oh, uh, we're good today. Good. Awesome. All right. We love you guys. Hope you guys have been enjoying the pod. Tell a friend about it. We appreciate you very much. You're awesome. And we will see you guys later.